This episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday might as well just be called the Night of Champions as Ricky Brayback joined Jimmy Lewis on a call, as did Trevor Hunter. And they talked about some Hondas, Dakar, and a really good Rooster Endo segment. You're going to have to listen. All right. Can you, can so, you hear Trevor? Uh, <laughs> All right, we're, uh, we're back and we're, we're live right now after we're some live. technical difficulties. Yes, after technical difficulties. Well, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, everybody, because it's Tuesday and we're not having tacos. I had a orange chicken. What did you have, Ricky? Mochi balls. Mochi balls. So live on the show tonight, this is our championship racer edition, evidently. Uh, Ricky Brabeck and Trevor Hunter is someplace uh, driving down a freeway on the line. So I'm not sure what we're going to talk about because we don't talk about racing. But we did ride some Hondas this weekend. So we have a lot of Honda talk tonight. Um, but this show would not be possible without the help of some of our sponsors, of course. And that would be Double Take Mirrors, Bulletproof Designs, C Concepts, Fast Company, Trail Tech, DDC Sprockets, Climb, Scott Sports, Takamoto, and of course, Yamaha. So on the show brought to you by Yamaha, we will talk about Hondas for the short duration tonight unless we want to talk about we're doing a rebuild story on a yz250 <laughs> fx that uh, trevor might know a little bit about this yep. and he was not super confident he's, he's getting there getting more confident in his bike rebuilding wants to learn brought the bike out to the shop in perump got it all apart examined it happy with the parts that we were testing everything looked good went to put it back together and what happened trevor uh, I found out I had some of the wrong, wrong parts, kind of some important parts too. So rebuilding was put on hold for now. Gaskets. And yes. here, here's, here's how the question went. So would you run it with the old gaskets? <laughs> 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 and, and knowing, you know, that this is someone else's bike and they're going to, they, they expect it to work and everything. I said, no. Actually, I said if it was my bike, no. But uh, if it was if it was someone else's, no, absolutely not. It, my, my bike, maybe I would I would have I would have risked risked it if I really wanted to ride. Um, but that's how uh, that's how it all worked out. So good good job on that one, Trevor. Gaskets are showing up uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, Rocky Mountain says tomorrow. Afternoon. So, and if you and did you did you click through our Rocky Mountain link to to support absolutely. dirt bike test? So, absolutely, every yeah. time. And if you're if you ever are shopping, if you're one of the people shopping on these things, uh, click through one of our links. It does help us out quite a bit. Um, it it makes it so that uh, I can afford to take uh, Trevor out to dinner when he comes and uh, goes on half day trail rides with me, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> so we got back after dark and we were riding two bikes. One had a headlight and one didn't. And we got back after dark and Trevor said, so is that a real Jimmy Lewis trail ride? <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't, we did, we did over, did we do over 150 miles, Trevor? 134. Nope. I believe. Nope. Yeah, you, know, you know what the rule used to be? The rule was it was 150 miles 
or 12 hours, whichever came last. What about so, if you couldn't feel your fingers for the last 30 miles? Does that have anything to do with it or does that doesn't matter? You obviously didn't have those Super Sano climb gloves that I had. Were you, did you switch back over to the climb gloves? Yeah, I switched back, but it still wasn't enough. But your fingers got cold before you put them on. Yes. Because because mine were actually pretty nice. We were we were running a climb windstopper gloves to uh, to do this. So are we actually grips though too? No, no heated grips. Jimmy's getting old. I I, I have heated grips on some of my bikes. I I would like heated grips. Uh, that would be a, actually. I used to have a couple of bikes that um I chose to road certain uh, certain times because of the heated grips. Like that made a big difference. So, okay, I got to shut the volume down on this. I'm having technical difficulties at this point too. There we go. Oh, my technical difficulties are resolved. So oh, good. Smooth, gonna... smooth show from here on out. Smooth show. That's what they like to say. Good. The good thing is that my background blurs out what I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, Ricky, you might be getting ready to go to the uh, biggest race on earth. Yeah, well, I might be. No, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so Dakar's coming up soon. And since we don't talk about racing on the show, we're, we're going to just completely skip over that subject unless people want to ask questions, right? Yep. Okay, so. But, if you... but, 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 check out this, dude. Oh, a new inReach. No, it's not new, but I found it. Well, how can you lose a tracker? Because it's supposed to always be keeping track of you. But I don't know where I put them. It's a problem. Right. I thought you blamed your girlfriend for that. Well, I did because look at it. It's right next to hers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at least you can keep track of each other now. That's a, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. Good, good on you. So uh, are you are you riding? Like in the yeah, next couple of days, doing some some little routes. Yeah, we're doing like 170 k's tomorrow, and then I don't know what I'm doing on Thursday, but yeah, just trying to keep fresh. All right, Trevor wants to go ride rallies with you. Well, perfect. He was in he was in the Mecca the other day. He could have <laughs> grabbed the road book. He was close. Yeah, we we wrote actually we wrote some stuff that. Uh, was roadbook stuff. We kind of did, a, we did a little bit of the ride like that Andrew and I did the other day, kind of exploring some new things, but it was weird because I don't know how I lost track of time, but we stopped and we were in the sand wash and we were still heading towards gas. And Trevor goes, you know, it's three fifteen, right? And I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. And you lying to you. I did. I really thought you were screwing with me. And I actually looked because I was on the Honda 450X and I looked down at the at the odometer and it said it was noon. And I go, well, it's definitely not noon. I know this, but it's not three o'clock. And uh, considering it took us, what, about three hours to get there. And at 315, there's just only two hours of light. Yeah, we had a serious problem. Yeah. The, the, the exploring stopped real quick. <laughs> had, had to had to make it back but uh yeah good uh good stuff we only went by um two abandoned uh fifth wheel trailers that have been dumped out in the desert how many abandoned cars too quite a few of those i felt like 
uh, I know we went, there was that one that was buried in the sand wash that we just ripped right by. Where was, was the other one? one? I think there was maybe one more. I can't remember. I lost track. So Ricky, since you're, you know, you're a Honda, Honda guy, representative of the company to a certain extent, Trevor and I are struggling with the 450 X and 450 RX. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but I, I can, I can see, I, this is we're and we're talking about the bikes and we're, I used to really like, I, I loved the X when it first came out and then, and then the RX I could see, okay, as a race bike, if you're like racing and you, you wanted a hammer, I, I would think that that bike would be okay. But now the RX is actually a pretty good trail bike. Like the stuff they've done to it sort of softened it up. And I, but man, I, I, I want to start with this, that I want to like the tires just p- pickled me the whole time. The, the I, I agree. Like I rode, I rode the RX in the desert and I rode the X in the desert, like back to back. Not, I don't know if the chassis are different or not, but I have like a 20, I have a 21 chassis RX. And then my X is like a 19, but I rode them back to back. And I, I have the feeling of the RX being a capable off-road bike other than like a Grand Prix style, more like trails. Is the Trevor is the, is the new one is the, is the one that we had, that's all brand new, right? Sort of. They like did some chassis refinements, uh, like a small, smaller throttle body, new engine hangers, stuff like that. So it's not all, all new, but it's quite a few changes to the chassis motor. Yeah. So little stuff. So, so it'd be, because yeah. the last one I rode was probably a little bit earlier than that. It wasn't the, it wasn't the, was it a 20, 20, uh, wonder what well, it was. 20 is the same, I think. Okay. So yeah, it was the, that, that one, uh, that one was really stiff. It seems like the, then they kind of, then they came out with the new R and that's when the chassis started evolving, correct? Or it was a year behind. Same year. Same year. Yeah. So it got better. It definitely got better. It's still, like I said, it's still a little bit of a stiffer, kind of a stiffer ride, but it's like, I want to run, I want to run different tires. I want to run kind of tires. I'm more familiar with softer tires and, and I want to run, I is like lower, like lower tire pressure as well. And it seems like it would help those, help those bikes out quite a, quite a bit, but, uh, you're ready to, your Trevor's ready to go race it though. I thought I was, he was going to, he was going to take you down in the best in the desert. He's they, they're, they're trying to buy the N one from him, <laughs> get it, get him to get him to ride red. Honda's coming in with deep pockets. <laughs> so, hey uh let's see we have some uh, uh some chit chat on the thing mark daniels is here uh tech talk taco tuesday yeah mark we took a week off uh i actually am here uh being a male nurse for my wife who got her second knee replacement she's laying on the couch right over there she just took a whole bunch of drugs, so she'll be good. She's not going to complain about me at all. She's doing, she's doing great. Yeah, she she's doing. She says she loves me, <laughs> so yeah. the drugs are kicking in. Yeah, drugs are in there. <laughs> and uh, uh, then uh, let's see who else is in there. 
San Felipe Bob wants to know, Jimmy, what degree flex spin bars do you like and why? I run the 12 degree and it just fits my wrists. So that's the, <laughs> that's the reason for that. So they have 12, 14, I think they have 10 also. 10 yeah. 10 degrees too. And 10 is just a little oh. bit too flat. So yeah. Where's the degree go from? Uh, it would be degrees back from essentially flat. So zero would be just a straight bar straight across the triple clamp. And then, and then the, it's just the angle back is the degree bend of the bar. And then you can also, you can, with using spacers on the, on the, the suspension aspect of the bar, you can actually make them, you can raise them up taller. And so you can change that angle as well. And by rotating the bars and changing those angles, you can pretty much achieve any bend you really want. And I run a pretty much a standard, their standard setup in a 12 degree, uh, 12 degree bend. And it's, uh, it's perfect. Everybody should, everybody should like that. So it'd be 12 degrees of sweep would be yeah. what we, uh, and the 12 is like the middle, the middle of the, like the middle class of the middle bar, basically if they have 10, 12 and 14. Yeah. It, to me, it feels, it feels very much like the stock handlebars on most bikes. Uh, the KTMs might be a little bit flatter sometimes, uh, but like the Japanese bikes tend to be a similar sort of, uh, similar sort of bend. I think, you know, it feels like, it feels like a stock Honda bend to me. Oh. Have you tried the low bend handlebar, Jimmy? The from flex. Yeah. Yes. The fast company. So a lot of times I'll run that bar when I'm running like a, uh, uh, a vibration uh, like a BRP mount that with a sub mount steering damper. So when yeah. I raise the bars up that three quarters of an inch that sometimes the steering damper does, then I'll go down to the lower bend bar, not the normal standard height. So uh, my bartender says, Heather, this is Janie says, Heather, make Jimmy wait on you hand and foot. Well, I'm not a bartender, so I can't, I can't do that. I can wait on myself hand and foot. Bar pretender. Bar pretender. <laughs> right on. So uh, anyways, uh, Matt is apologizing for the uh, issues of the video. That's good. I'm getting to all the chat messages, Matt. Yeah, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it's working. No technical difficulties. We got all those out right before we went live. And so on this amazing episode, we have uh, a lot of Hondas in the Rooster Endo, at least a couple more Hondas than usual. Mm hmm. Did Ricky, did you get any of your buddies that want to sell their bikes or did you submit one this week? I didn't submit any bikes, but uh, one of the bikes is actually one of my friends. So it's really cool. It's, it's called this new segment is called roost endo or for sale. Cause evidently people use this to, to put their bikes for sale. Oh, and I forgot to mention the name of the show. This show is called tech talk taco Tuesday and strippers. Because oh, nice. yeah, it'll get more ratings that way. Yeah. Yeah, like a hundred thousand just for saying that once. <laughs> uh, okay, we have some questions this year. This show, this year, this year, this year. Yeah, it's, it's getting to be a new year. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, it's George. Would you blow me? <laughs> is uh, is uh, for our first question. I think I, I think I might know this guy. It's a uh, George spelled with a J. He says, Jimmy, I have a 2019 KTM 300 XCW. 
Are you aware of a vendor that does pipe repair? I'm not too concerned about the tuning dents, but the pipe is bent overall and has trouble sealing at the, he says head, but it's actually the exhaust flange of the cylinder. Do you know if they have jigs to straighten them from end to end? This is a one-off pipe and I don't think you can just buy a new one. We'll have intimate knowledge of this pipe. Uh, It's actually in my garage or shop and I'm the one that put the dent in it that been in enough to where uh what he's talking about yeah there's actually a company uh there's a, 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 f- a few different companies but the one that i've heard a fair amount about and people are happy with, it's called front range pipe repair you can uh, check them out on the internets i actually should probably post a link when i get done jibber jabbering i will uh, post a link and they can uh straighten out your two-stroke pipe your four-stroke pipe they're in uh, colorado and it costs about costs about 90 bucks for a two-stroke and it's a little more for this super one-off unplated pipe to get them to fix that because i think they actually on the unplated pipes they go around and uh and kind of re-blue the welds so it makes it look like you know the un you know the nice unfinished night i think those end up being like about 120 bucks to get uh, fixed, but yeah, George, you can send it off there. And I don't know if they have a specific, I would guess that they would have a jig for a lot of the, the pipes that they do, because that is a problem. If that, if that flange gets put in a completely different spot, just by, you know, pumping air into it, heating it up and putting pressure into it, doesn't necessarily put it back into its uh, perfect position. Although you can watch uh, videos on the internet all day long of guys uh, doing different methods. Um, I've seen, I've seen people put water in it and freeze it. I've seen, uh, you know, people put water in it and heat it up. I've seen them put air pressure in it, heat it up all different kinds of uh, kinds of things. And a lot of them look like a surefire disaster. If something goes wrong. So I farm it out to a professional. Trevor, you have any experience with this? Uh, a friend of mine's kind of helped me with my tuning dents, get rid of those. But usually, once I bend a pipe that bad, I've just thrown it in the trash or something. Right, you should but. send it. You should send it to them and get it fixed. And you can you can sell. They actually have used pipes for sale. That you know they'll 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 uh, take your core pipe, or they have you know some other ones. A lot of times, and some of those pipes are hard to get. So. Uh, you should uh, pay attention to that. Okay. Uh, do we have another question? Uh, yeah. Yeah. From the, I don't from even the- know where these questions are coming from. I can't find any of them. Oh, we didn't, we didn't send, we didn't send you the links. That's why Matt will read it. And then you get to, you get to answer the question. Right. Uh, okay. So let me make sure everything's good here before I click away. All right. So from Jim uh, Garbus. Uh, looking for a quality boot that you can still feel the brake pedal with. What have you guys tested slash used? The pegs ate my current boots. They were cheap. So I expected that when I bought them looking for the, looking at the Garnet GX one or the fastback or something similar. Brake pedal feel is very important. Ricky is a sponsored rider who has a boot sponsor. What do you say? <laughs> I would say Alpine star, but they're pretty stiff for a little bit. So as a, I think it's not too bad. 
but I like, I like a stiff boot. That's, that's where I think they're good because once it gets broken in, then yeah, I mean, it does no good for you, but a stiff boot, obviously for rally is super important. Uh, It's it's the boot, you know, you're wearing a boot for safety. And, and so think about it and Trevor, you can answer this. How important is brake pedal feel? Like you think about this. Do you actually feel your brake pedal through your boot? No, you feel the freaking, you feel like the drag. Yeah, you, you, the drag. It's the action of moving your foot on the brake pedal. If you think you're, if you think you can feel the brake pedal, like through the sole of the boot, um, that could be, <laughs> that's not a very good boot. <laughs> and, and the, the, and then, so I think what maybe he's talking about is like brake pedal feels is the, is the, is the boot flexing maybe more like it's the boot isn't so stiff that his ankle isn't, um, isn't, uh, you know, prevented from bending. So he's the way he's activating the brake pedals, flexing his ankle down, which is kind of eh, maybe not the, it's, it's probably a more normal way to operate the brake pedal, but probably not the best way. Cause think about how you guys operate the brake brake pedal. You're probably lifting your foot up and then pushing your toe or your whole foot down onto the brake pedal. You never thought about this, right? Either of you. No, I just drag the brake. I try not to, I try not to lift my foot off the peg to hit the brake. But so, so how high do you, how high do you run your, how high do you run your brake pedal? I run my brake pedal flush with the foot peg. And then, and then when you get back, like you're really trying to brake and slow the bike down. When you get back on the motorcycle, how do you get your toe onto that brake pedal? I pivot from the ankle. My foot pivots down, but I have more of my weight towards the front of the peg onto the brake pedal. But then if I take my foot off the brake or off the foot peg, then all my weight is on the left side of the bike, not going straight. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You never think about this, do you? <laughs> yeah. I, I well, think about, you, I, try, you can't, you can't race and drag your brake pedal for traction with your, I mean, if you're sitting down in like a, like a mountain road, then, okay. You can lift your, your foot off and then drag the rear brake pedal for traction. But if you're going through like Steve Hengeveld, if he's going through freaking middle of Mexico, you think he <laughs> has his foot off the foot bag when he's dragging his rear brake. <laughs> you know, you know what I, you know what I say about you guys that drag, you know, you know what the rear brake does? Yeah, slows you down. Yeah, I, you're. I thought you were fast racers. You, you so you're leaving a lot on the table by dragging that rear brake. He's that. he's talking. I'm telling you, Jim is talking about Jim is talking about using his rear brake to slow himself down, and you're sitting here talking about using it for traction and, and doing all this other stuff. And let's, hey, let's not let's not forget. He just wants to know what the best boot is. Maybe Jim just needs to take his foot off the foot peg and stomp on the brake pedal. <laughs> that's what I say. That's what, that's, I, that's what I do. Yeah. I, I, I think you'll be, you'd be amazed if you actually think about, if you think about, you watch what you do, you probably, when you get on the brakes, when you really want to slow that bike down, you're probably lifting your foot up. Off, you're, you're probably lifting your foot off, off the foot peg, pulling your ankle out away from the bike a little bit, and then settling your, 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 your toe area of the boot down on the, on the brake pedal. I mean, you're, you're, 
pretty, you're, you've got big feet and you're a pretty big guy. So it's easier than, you know, as people with small feet and stuff, but. Uh, exactly. See? Yeah. What do you do, Trevor? You can barely reach the foot pegs. <laughs> I just, I use the rear brake as a foot peg. As you know. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 back to the boots jim uh three guys here uh two of them who are uh you know on championship guest night you know they, they, these guys know what they're talking about they they don't care about they don't care about feeling the brake pedal uh they want to uh they want to have protection with their feet so ricky's saying alpine stars what what was your what was your comment, Trevor? Uh, say if you're going with an Alpine Stars, maybe like a Tech 7. I think it's a little, little more feel than a Tech 10, which is kind of stiffer, but I like CDs. I think are pretty good. Uh, not, a, not if you want it. Not if you, the CDs are not any good if you want to feel the brake pedal, especially the SRS sole. And those are the boots that I wear almost all the time. And I don't want to feel anything on my feet, especially not my nine toes broken wait it depends on what this guy's riding though like is he racing or is he trail riding uh didn't didn't say yeah because but trail riding he can go with like a little bit softer boot if he's just hanging out doing some dual sport rides he can go with a nice pair of work boots <laughs> <laughs> he wants to ride around his yard doing wheelies dragging the rear brake then a nice set of vans will work too i know i, I notice all the wheelie boys tend to run the vans uh but <laughs> but i <laughs> I, and, and then, and then in reality, it there's, and we're, we're talking about doing a big boot comparison. This is something that we want to do uh, in the very near future is kind of, cause we've ridden so with so many different boots. And like, if you have a wider foot in the past, the CDs haven't been the best boot. If you have a bigger foot, the Garnets have been really good. Alpine stars are always really good middle line boots. And they have so many, you know, tech eight tech 10, which are their higher end ones. And they're kind of both different. What do you, you use tech 10, don't you Ricky? Yeah. Yeah. So tech 10, I know a lot of people like tech eight, like Trevor was saying, tech seven is a really good, uh, like it's a, it's a lower price point boot, but isn't, that's what Johnny wears all the time. Isn't it? Tech seven. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if they make tech eights anymore. Dude, that's like 2004. Yeah. I don't, know if they, I don't think they make them anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there's probably a lot of really unhappy people. So what did those, what do you think those people did? Did they, did a tech eight person, did they go tech 10 or tech seven? I'm betting tech seven. Uh, they, they, I think they went, it depends if they're yeah. racing or not racing. Like look at Johnny, he wears a seven, but he doesn't race. But if Johnny races, he's going to wear a 10. What did he wear at Takati? Oh, probably a tech seven. <laughs> That's a race. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, hey Jim, there's a, there's a ton of good boots out there. That's the cool thing is there's so many different companies that are making different things, but um, if, if you're, like you said, the pegs ate your current boots, there's some of them have replaceable soles. That's a big selling point for the CDs. I know, uh, I know there's companies that'll replace soles on expensive boots. I actually wear the, I wear the shell of the boot out. I actually wear the boot out at the ankle before I really tear through the soles. So, uh, yeah. Um, Hopefully we absolutely didn't help you with that question whatsoever. We just confused you even more, but get off the damn brake pedal. And if you feel it, that's, I, I, I guess that's important, but maybe adjust it a little bit more. And then, and then you, you, you know what you're doing with your foot when you're putting it towards the brake pedal, you understand you're moving it there. And then you should sort of do it more about what the 
bike does than actually quote feeling the brake pedal. So if we if we did or didn't answer your question or you need a little more feedback, let us know if you're if you're in the chat and uh we can do that. So okay. Uh man, there's 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 a lot of people. Perhaps a trials boot. Uh then we've got Tech 7. Let's see, dragging the rear brake, says John Bailey, has many uses. When there you're a go, Willy boy. What was that? There you go. I got someone backing me up now. Uh my wife, who's completely drugged up right now, says dragging it all the time does not have good use. So take it from her. She's oh, she's the other. She's a professional riding coach. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll go to school on that one then. Right. Uh, so, so did, did, uh, did you want to amend anything you said on the video about the Hondas now, Trevor? Uh, Honda's the best bike ever. Uh, <laughs> rookie Brayback can win on them. They must be good. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I do like the Hondas to me are very, uh, it's hard or they're just more picky. Like we said, maybe they're more picky than some of the other bikes, but that's not a bad thing. It's just kind of a characteristic and it can lead to being a really, really good bike. I think in the end, it just take yeah. time to get there. I, like I said, I really enjoyed the X that I had that I did those little bit of modifications to. And this one, it was like, it's just when you, when you, I don't know. And I've been riding so many different bikes lately when it, it's it's when you know it can be better it just aggravates me and i think you know yeah. coming from riding so many different bikes and and i you know it's just like i take all the good points and i say i wish a bike could just have all these good points and the honda has a couple really good points and then there's a couple of things that aggravate me so much i can't even focus focus on those <laughs> so i was uh i was and and i'm sitting there torn it's like i want the i want the the x transmission and a little quieter pipe on the RX. And then I'd probably be really happy. I mean, a great starting point and like that, like that suspension dive and all that wouldn't bother me one bit. So I think they've, uh, I think they've got a pretty, you know, it's, 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 it's packaged. It's ready. It's good. Just needs a little bit of tuning. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of too is the very first time I rode both those bikes back to back. I couldn't get off the RX fast enough. And I really like the X but then I guess the RX might have broken in a little bit more and I made a couple changes. I started to really like the RX more than the X. And I kind of showed this weekend where I felt like the RX was a little, a little more up my, my alley further than the X. Hey, Ricky, Austin Rayo says, Ricky, my guy is back in the studio and he's giving you cheers with four beers. so uh yeah if you guys have any questions for ricky about uh his uh crazy intensive training program he's on the jimbo program part-time he had to he had to take a step back it was a little bit too gnarly i tried to put trevor on it the other day had nothing nothing to do with it he actually he broke regiment and he 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 woke up in the morning and he he ate something he didn't he didn't do the full day starve thing that I usually do. Cause I mean, we got, what time do we get, what time do we get to my house? Two o'clock in the morning. Uh, one thirty yeah, like two. 1 o'clock. Yeah. So I was up early in the morning out in the shop, you know, unloading the bikes and getting everything ready. And then Trevor comes rolling in. He found my granola bar stash. <laughs> the case. <laughs> ones. 
Yeah. And then, and then I'm like, Hey, are you, what, what are you doing? I mean, we don't just eat around here. <laughs> <laughs> we have to wait have, all day. I don't have the reserves that you have, Jimmy. I know it's called a camel front. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to reduce the camel front. Cause I think I'm actually carrying around a little extra reserves these days. So, uh, it's going to be a cold winter. So it's good. It has been cold. This is, this is for sure. Hey, Ricky, when, when do you leave? Christmas day, Christmas day. And, uh, how much weight are you going to lose during the course of the rally? Honestly, probably none. None. You got, you got good. You got good. I used Johnny to lose. A good chef. <laughs> I, used, <laughs> I used to lose. Because you didn't eat. Well, I, no, I ate. Uh, I used to lose 10 to 15 pounds by the end of the rally. Dude, if I can lose that much weight, I'll be so stoked when I come home. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have it. I didn't have it to lose. I just couldn't. I'm, I'm kind of a picky eater and the food back then was kind of crap. I mean, you and you guys are eating, what's that, what's that, that hog heel or whatever. What is it? What are the, <laughs> oh, beef ankle. Beef ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When you guys, you guys are showing pictures of beef ankle, that would have been like a luxury. I mean, the, the, the beef ankle and couscous. And then, yeah. and then sometimes if you're, did you ever race in, in Baja when you're racing like around like uh, Laguna Salada or one of those, not, or one of the other ones, the ones up North that have the dead fish, the, the whole edge of the dry lake, but it was just dead fish. Did you ever do that? The edge of the dry lake bed with dead fish. No. And it was, so it was, it was fastest to ride on the fish, like where the fish were. That was the best, it was the best uh, traction because everything else was kind of soft and either powdery or gooey. And so where the fish, Johnny can tell you about this, you would ride on the fish. I remember, and it stunk. It was bad. And I know I don't like fish, but I remember like there was some place we were like in Nigeria in the middle of nowhere. And I swear they had that fish, those fish that I'd been running over in Mexico. I think they, they dried out and they picked them up and they shipped them over to Africa and they put that on couscous. And that was, that was dinner. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> Sarah says it's like at the Salton sea. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's where you guys were racing along the Salton sea. Well, it was South of the Salton Five city. Sea. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Let's see. John Bailey says, Jimmy, give it a try next time riding sand at slower speeds, like in deep washes, slight rear brake and steady throttle. Jimmy uh, ain't going nowhere slow in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Hey, I can ride slower than you in the sand. That's something I'm good at. You, you yeah. know, you know, Jim at our school, Jim's doing this thing now where he cruises up in the sand and at the very last second, he does a little spin and stops and balances and he doesn't put his foot down with he the just, bars turn. no no bars turn straight he's not cheating it with the bars turn he kind of he kind of at the last second he'll do like a little skid and then a little pop of the throttle and you know he's got a little recluse so he goes and it just sinks it just enough to where he's so balanced he just comes to a complete stop and uh so he started just kind of doing this in front of me to to you know to show off really to, but to piss me off <laughs> and so I've been practicing it. So I'm actually getting pretty good, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. So if I use, if, if I had a drag, like if I'm dragging 
the brake, like in going slower speeds, then I can't use the brake to, to help the bike turn. Like if you're already using, like, I know a lot of guys that skid into turns and the, the, they can't get the bike to turn because they're skidding. You know, it doesn't, you know, they're not sliding into turns. They're, they're, they're actually using the brake to slow down and they're not using it to control the bike. Cause that's what I use the rear brake for is to con- control the bike. So. so now you admit they use it to control the bike, kind of like getting up for traction. Uh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm cause that would slow me down. So I don't, I don't use it to slow uh-huh. me down. I, I use it to, I use it to, to get the bike pointed a different direction or keep the back end behind me when I'm really trying to slow down. <laughs> and I don't need to feel anything because it's pretty much locked up. If I'm, if I'm using it to control, I'm mostly using it to lock it up or it's locked up and it's going someplace I don't want to. And then I release it. But if your rear brake is locked up, then you're not in control. You're scared because you're going to that. <laughs> if you're no, I'm on the yeah. front brakes, Ricky, I'm on the front brakes so hard. My rear tire is basically up in the air. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Jimbo program. It's it's well known facts. These are these are these are the truths. <laughs> Jimmy, yes. What are some what are some like uh, drills or something that people can practice to like learn to control the like to control the bike with the rear brake? Like you say, you like trying to change directions, or whatever. Like, what are some things people can do to practice that? Okay, for or this year, Helen. On Thursdays, and they can go as fast as they can into every corner and stab the rear brake, and then slide all the way to the outside, and then pivot the bike and come directly out. Cross cross the inside lines. You cross okay. over the good lines that the that the pro the fast pros are riding on, but kind of on the back of the seat with the elbows down and 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 full whatever. You're either on a KX four fifty or or a CR five hundred when you're doing this, right? And just wheeling across the, the, the inside lines. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Robert Lambert says brakes plus sand equals no good. I, I agree with Robert. Uh, so, so there we go. There's at least one person that uh, agrees to what we're doing. And Mark Daniels says the fish are near El Dentil. Dentil. Oh, that's, that's way down south. That's, that's down below San Ignacio. Yeah, because uh, there's, there's north from uh, Akuna Matata. Yeah, it was it was the the place we used to do it was on. Uh, it was uh, it was the dry lake bed that was above like the road. San Juanico, huh? Like going into San Juanico? No, no. This is this is up by San Felipe, north of north of San Felipe. Before, so before you cross the the. Um, What's the what's the big dry lake bed that's just on the other side of the mountain from San Felipe? Diablo? That's Diablo. The, what's the dry lake bed north of? That's Laguna Salada. Yeah, that's the one. Akuna Matata. Yeah, so we used to when a lot of times we'd come oh, off the on summit. The ocean side. No, on actually the on, the, on the highway. It, right next to way up almost near Mexicali. We go we go all the way up and there'd be a pit way up by Mexicali and then we'd swing down and you come back across the dry lake bed. But you couldn't go on it because it was all it was tidal and it was wet and stuff. But you'd ride on the you'd ride on the fish. And I mean, you could you could be like a mile out there. And as long as you stayed on the fish and the fish didn't end, like you'd be going and you'd be going. If the fish ended, you couldn't keep going. You had to turn around and go back. 
So we were always pre-running, finding these good lines and fish had good traction. That's what I'm saying. Not if they're wet though, they're all slimy. <laughs> they don't smell <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Laguna Salada, South of Mexicali. That's the, that's where I thought it was. So what if I skidded on fish? <laughs> It'd be slippery. I slide out like a banana peel, dude. Yeah. Or, or if you, or if the scales work or if the scales get you in the right direction, they probably, that's probably that good traction, <laughs> man. There was, I'm talking millions and millions of dead fish. They were just, I think they, you know, they, they must've, they, they must've died. They ran out of oxygen or the water level went down or, or whatever. And, and uh, they would just die and then the wind would blow them. And they would, they would actually, they were like bricks of fish. <laughs> the things you learn riding motorcycles. Hey, Trevor, you got to go to your, you got to go to your meeting now. Yeah. I got to go sign autographs and make people happy. Uh, so, so to answer your question, if people want to learn about our techniques that we teach in the riding schools, they can go to jimmylewisoffroad.com. Of course, right now we don't have any, um, schools posted because we're waiting for my wife, who's actually the brains behind their operation to heal up. So she can tell you how to get on the rear brake and do skids because skids are for squids. So take, take that one to bed. Not, not fish squids. <laughs> so yeah. Tell, tell, tell your dad to quit arguing with all the people in district 37. He's just going to lose. Uh, that's, that's never going to happen. So we all know that. Of course it's easier too. Hey, when, so when's, when are all those videos going to be done, Trevor? Uh, I'm thinking one, I think it'll be a Christmas day surprise. Or okay. Present, I'm thinking. So did I look as horrible as you did on that sand track? Uh, I didn't see myself on the sand track, but I felt pretty bad. Oh, so, you, didn't, you didn't see the videos I shot of you. I, I, I did no. I was definitely worse than you. <laughs> I thought you crashed more than me, but you're also this, out there more than me. So. This is, this is true. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, when I don't know where my front end's going, bad things happen. And it happened, bad things happened a couple of times. So, <laughs> okay, we'll have a good, have a good uh, meeting and we'll, uh, we'll see you on the internet someplace. I'm sure. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Yeah, bud. That was yeah, uh, good Trevor, Trevor Hunter. He's our uh, cub reporter at uh, dirtbiketests.com. He's the one responsible for putting most of the content up there. He's trying to support his bad racing habit through uh, motorcycle journalism, which evidently works a little bit maybe not sure it's what i did okay so uh do we have any other questions matt uh yes we do i'm trying to fix ricky's thing here okay so uh when trevor left it re it reset some stuff okay uh so this is from the 250 crf 250f uh video charles reed if is the 250F as gutless as the 125F? I can't believe how powerless this 125 is, my grandson's bike. Now, with that said, my granddaughter's 110F is full of power. I'm looking for a bike to ride with them, but I'm hesitant because of the 125F. That's a, that's actually that's actually interesting. So I have ridden the 125F because that's what uh, that's what Logan used to bring out when he used to steal his sister's bike out and come out to the flat track. And that thing kind of got a little bit gutless where the, where the 110 is. And is the 110, do you know if the 110 is uh, fuel injected, Ricky? The, the kid's mini bike? Yeah. I believe it is. 
Yeah, the like the little like the, the little pit bike that everyone's riding. Yeah, yeah, those those are fuel, they're fuel injected now. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've ridden one of those, and it it's it just seems like it's a little peppier than the one twenty five. The one twenty five used to be the one hundred. Yeah, and and it it seemed like it it did lose um, some gusto, and then but the one fifty sort of picked up where the one twenty five left off. But you get it's such a much heavier bike, so. I would. So, which one was he looking at, Matt? He was looking uh, at the uh, the CRF two fifty F. The the two no the two fifty F is good. It's really good. I I I I really enjoy that bike. I I was I was really surprised at that bike because I've always liked the CRF two thirty. Mm. It's it's you know got a little it's torquey and 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 has some good feel and a little bit of pep to it. But they they kept all of that. It has that same two thirty torque and kind of lugability. But then it revs way better, like where the, the, the those bikes all kind of get lazy up at the upper end. And the 250F, I was actually pretty, pretty surprised. I thought it did a, did a pretty good job at kind of pulling along. Yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of that bike. I, yeah, it's a lot of fun to ride, even if, you know, like as a play bike, it's really fun. Uh, and you can ride it more aggressive than you would think, too, in my experience. Hey, Ricky, wasn't Sarah looking for a new bike? Yeah, she's looking for a 250RX. Maybe, maybe 250F. <laughs> Trail bike. <laughs> Full putt putter. Oh, dude. <laughs> She'd be so mad. She's already mad. She has to go back to the 250. I think it's a good choice. I think, I think 250 is a, especially where you guys are riding now. And yeah, the rocks. Yeah, the rocks. <laughs> so, okay, next question, Matt. All right, so next question. I'll get this up here. So this is from uh, Radi- Do Radiator Guards Help or Hurt? Uh, Xenomorph was telling us that the young man sadly has difficulty reading, and he hopes that he got well soon. That that sounds like Cletus. Is, it's either Cletus or, uh, or Logan. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> hope, hope he gets well soon. Was he sick? <laughs> About hopefully with his uh, reading abilities. So what, uh, so now there's some questions here about what desert bike reigns Supreme from the, Ooh, actually, actually back to, back to, back to that. Uh, if you know anything about the way that we uh, treat these kids around here, when we're, when they're coming in and helping and stuff like that, they don't get any special treatment and we pick on them for stuff that they need to work on. And I, you know, cause I've had people say, Hey, you're mean, you're mean. And it's like, if, if you think that's mean, if, if those kids continue on that path, they're providing an opportunity to go to school and learn how to read. And with Logan specifically, when COVID came and he got out of school for six months to a year, when he wasn't going to school, he got dumb real quick. And we noticed it because he was actually getting much better at reading those questions. And then school stopped and the reading comprehension and everything just kind of went out the window. And it it was, it was surprising to me. It's not my kid. And, but it's like, look, don't be a dumb, dumb. Let's let's. So we, we picked on him. We picked on both those kids a little bit. And, and some of that is, in fun, but it's, it's in a way, if they ever needed help with reading or something, I'm going to help them, you know, as much as I'm going to pick on them. It's just like, it's just like with, with, you think about the way guys interact 
And if you're, I pick on Trevor all the time, like Trevor's in there, he's never going to live down messing up those gaskets, you know, cause it was, it was a big deal to come out and work on those bikes and we're going to pick on him and he's not going to do that again. You know, it's, it's kind of, don't we do this when we train too, Ricky? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you make stupid mistakes. You, we're not going to go, yay, you tried really hard. Oh, especially, you know, so anyways, yeah, uh, back to trophy. Yeah, you're not going to get a trophy for participating around here. You can participate and hopefully it aspires you to do better if you don't do that good. And and if if you're really trying, we're not going to beat you up. You know, we're going to pick on you a little bit, but we're going to also we're going to pick you up. You're going to pick on you and pick you up at the same time. So so to to those that, you know, think we're a little bit harsh around here. Uh, no participation awards. Can't stand the heat. Get out of the kitchen. And we're not happy till you're not happy. So we're doing our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. All right. So from Austin Coleman in the chat, he's saying, should he save the money and buy a YZ250X or go for the KTM equivalent? Pacific Northwest, Northwest single track uh, slash double track. Huh. Save the money and buy up. Why is it your KTM? Wouldn't they be the same price? Those two bikes. See the yeah. YZ250X and then a KTM. I'm going to assume XC250XC or XCW. I already, have, I already have one of those bikes, though. He oh he he might already have one of those bikes and right. wants to buy a new one, maybe. Yeah, I, I think basically the KTM equivalent of the YZ250X, they're they're the same to the same price. Uh, oh, he says KTM is ten thousand and the YZ250X is seventy. Okay, so he's talking about the two strokes. I got it. So he's oh, talking yeah. about the two stroke. So he's he's comparing the Yamaha YZ250X versus the the KTM fuel injected. TBI or TPI or whichever one it is. So that's, that's actually a really good question. And it kind of comes down to uh, it, it. It's. Uh, I, I don't, it's I'm, so Yamaha is a sponsor of the show and I'll straight up tell you that the Yamaha is the same bike. It's been since literally 19 or uh, 2005. They have not really changed the YZ250 that much, but they did make it the X. It got some, actually the stuff they changed to make the YZ250 into a YZ250X is small, but amazing. They do a really good job of doing it, but it's very simple. It's got a carburetor. It has, it has a petcock instead of a fuel pump. It doesn't have any uh, electric start or batteries or any of this other stuff. It's a really simple, good, proven, long lasting, durable two-stroke and the KTM is the pinnacle of all the two-stroke technology, TPI or TBI, whichever one, they're excellent. They're really good bikes. But I think once you, once you kickstarted the Yamaha and now you're riding these two bikes, you'd be hard pressed to say one is better than the other. I think they're both really good bikes at doing what they're doing. And, uh, especially on, you know, what you're talking about, single track, double track, you know, just kind of ripping around, having a good time. You're going to have a great time on either one of those bikes. Uh, what would, what would I do? It, it depends on how much you want to have the latest, greatest thing, or you want to have something that you're going to save a few thousand bucks on. And then 
can you take that few thousand bucks and really customize that bike to make it exactly what you want? Or you have a few thousand bucks to go riding and, you know, buy a lot of gas and haul ass. My, my biggest point, my biggest piece of advice when I ask that question is how much is an electric start worth to you? And every time you kick it, it's worth about two grand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I I always, I always say that I, I I mean, I hate kickstarting anything. I, I, I bought a TTR 50 over a CRF 50 because it had an electric start. Mm -hmm. That's how much I liked electric start. And, and I do, I do really prefer fuel injection on every bike, but that's not to say that the YZ 250 isn't a ripping good bike, either the motocross bike and, or the X off-road one. So uh, Austin Coleman says he's riding a 98 YZ 250 and he loves it, but I can see small changing is making a big difference. He says, thanks for the info boss. You're uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Glad we could, uh, glad we could help. I think uh, going, so 90, oh man, when you go, when, so Yamaha, the one aluminum frame that I don't think anybody will argue with me on, oh, I know there actually are a couple of people. There's always somebody to argue with is that Yamaha, when they made that aluminum frame for the two strokes, they did a really good job with it. I still have a, I have a 2005 YZ125 that, that I love. And it's, it's a great handling bike. My motor could use some help, but other than that, it's uh, pretty good. So uh, cool. Thanks for uh, watching the show, man. Tell a friend. Let's see. Is it time for us to tell a friend? Yeah. Ricky, did you, did you tell a bunch of friends? Uh, I didn't know I was supposed to be on until a little bit ago and you didn't tag me in the Facebook post. I freaking share it for the world. So oh, a little mistake by you guys. that sounds like a Matt problem. I've been, yeah. I've been busy with uh, quite a few been, uh, projects. He's been plumbing the internet. Did, did, so, you know, speaking of, you know, really, you know, coddling our, uh, our young and up and coming guys, Matt, the other day, <laughs> Matt, it's the other day, by the other day, I mean, the last two months has been learning how to rebuild a carburetor, one carburetor on one bike. It's my old KTM 400. It needed a car rebuild. And so he wanted to do it and kind of do it himself. So I've kind of been helping him here and there. And he, he's pretty sure he had it after what, 17th or 18th time onto the bike. Uh, it was actually seven times putting it on seven and taking times. it off. Yeah. Right. So seven times. You're always working on those things, Jimmy. Oh, I'm not working on them anymore. Matt is. Matt's the carpenter Trying to. expert. Trying to. Well, I thought I was. And uh, so, he, so it's weird. How's it, how's it going? I'm good. I'm, he's going to go out and take it for a test ride. So I'm like, okay, great. Take it for a test ride. I was actually going to go test ride a, the KTM electric bike. So I went ripping down in silence about an hour after he left. And I, you know, I knew where he was going to be riding and I ride out there and, and there's a, there's a UTV park there and there's a KTM 400 sitting on the side stand and there's Matt like on his hands and knees laying on the ground. And I ride up and I'm like, what the hell? How did you hit a UTV? This UTV guy killed Matt. And, and then, and then, but it's on a flat area and nothing could go wrong. And I pull up and he's like, ah, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I'm like, you don't look okay. He threw his back out trying to pick up the bike after it, it, it had stalled or something. And, you know, he yeah. thought maybe it was out of gas and he leaned it over on the side like we do to see if gas runs out of the carburetor that was more than likely improperly assembled. So, uh, 
Yeah, he threw his back out. So Matt was laying on the ground. What'd you do? I was a nice guy. I went back and got a truck. Yeah. Picked him up. <laughs> yeah, he, he had to help me. He had to help me into the truck and then he had to help me into my house. Yeah. After driving me. <laughs> didn't even get the he didn't even he didn't even get the, the joy of crashing. He just no. hurt himself without that, without that bike was pristine. It was nice and clean when I uh when I had to uh threw my back out, so <laughs> and I got to miss out on riding Hondas with you and Trevor because of it. Yeah, you missed out. You missed out on riding Hondas. Later, you could have gone over for a ride with uh, everybody else that went on a ride. I wish you would have gone on that ride because then I wouldn't have had to. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we are going to take a quick little break, and we're going to come back with uh, Rooster Endo. Or if you have Ricky Brabeck questions, because during this break, Matt's going to share the post with them. And then Ricky can say, hey, if you want to ask me, we'll take the best Dakar question. And I have a DBT T-shirt that Ricky signed and we'll send it to you. So get your fan club activated, Ricky. There's only two of those in the world. And you want to know how good that shirt worked out for Matt, that last shirt you signed? How good? The guy that got it bought his Husaberg from him. No way. Yes. Yep. So, so Dude. dirt bike tests can sell your motorcycle with the help of everybody involved. <laughs> and Ricky Brayback. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah has a KX 450 for sale. Yeah. Yeah. The guy came, the guy came over and, and he, because he was in Prump, he was a local guy in Prump that asked that question, got the shirt. And he's like, he's like, uh, you know, I was like, Hey, so you ride? And he goes, yeah, I have a DRZ, but I'm like looking to get a KTM two stroke. And I go, I know a guy and I gave him, I, gave, I go, Matt's selling a Husaberg yeah. was a KTM. Sure enough, sold. <laughs> so yeah. good deal. Okay. We're going to awesome. take our quick little uh, 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 commercial break and uh, we'll come back in a couple of minutes with all your Ricky Brabeck questions. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text and it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you if you've ever received an order from us you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. And we're back. And 
Yeah, live on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is episode, how many episodes have we done of this? 168. 168. So, uh, we have any more questions that have come in? Uh, into the chat here. So, uh, George is in the is in the chat and he's asking about a um, he's asking about uh it Kubota SVL Kubota Kubota SVL 90 or Cat 259D for sand in Dakar. <laughs> is he been is he been sending you pictures of tractors and asking if you want to buy one? I already bought one, dude. Oh, what'd you get? A Cat 259D. Closed cab, AC, heater, and heated seat, air seat, on tracks. On tracks? How on do you track. tow, How do you tow that thing around? What do you mean? You put it on a trailer or you just drive it around? Yeah. Well, don't you have to have a heavy-duty truck or something for that? Oh, it got delivered to my house, dude, so I'll hopefully I have to drive it anywhere. Oh. <laughs> you would definitely need a heavy-duty truck. <laughs> yeah. What's this, to push all the dirt down the, down to the river? I don't know. Yeah, just to have for the property. <laughs> <laughs> Big old skid steer. Dude, it's so nice. Yeah. So you're just driving around pushing dirt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you get out completely clean, dude, and there's a radio in it. It's great. Yeah, I just sit on top of my little ride along, my my knockoff, uh my knockoff little uh John Deere tractor or whatever it is. Made by some company and who knows where. And it looks like it was built with channel iron and rebar. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, if uh, if you're watching this live right now and you have a question for Ricky, uh, let us know. If we can answer your motorcycle or motorcycle product related questions, we will do our best there. Um, but what we're going to do right now is a segment that we like to call Roost or Endo. Or so. And or sell <laughs> and strippers. Did and strippers? Did we? Did anybody ever send a picture of? Well, one of them's a girl. I see. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the. I'm doing a quick, quick scroll through on the pictures. Hey Ricky, did Matt send you uh, these? This document here. Got that? Yeah. 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 When I was talking about. You know the 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 picture of the bike with the girls. I was talking about something a little bit different, but uh, okay. So someone what, someone did submit that before. Remember they photoshopped some just like or they just looked up like supermodel PNG and they photoshopped it onto their uh, bike. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. That wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> right. So uh, okay, let's get to get this started, Matt. Okay, so first one we'll do is going to be Kevin. This is Kevin. Uh, this is a 2006 Honda CRF450X in Sonora Rally trim. It comes with Tusk impact wheels, oversized front brake rotor, Fastco Flex Bars 12 moto bend, uh, 12 degree moto bend, a Cherubis hand guards, F2R roadbook holder, borrowed 5.5 gallon Safari tank, usually run a 4.0 IMS, Scott steering stabilizer, FMF Mega Bomb header with a 4.1 muffler, a Cherubis skid plate, Hinson clutch cover with OEM clutch, Tusk brake pedal and shift lever, stock X head with kibble, kibble white uh, stainless valves, decompression arc spec based on the info from DBT show number 118, stock X cam, stock. Uh, 
X carburetor, Michelin Desert Race tire, Tusk T35 front tire, TMD, uh, TM Design Works shark fin, open bo- uh, air box opened up, pink wire cut, IMS Bigfoot pit pegs, and a Cherubis tail light. That bike is done right. You know, it's, it's, it's like a lot of people want to, uh, kind of go overboard. They think they need a a real rally bike. Remember when I used to tell you, you didn't need a real rally bike, Ricky, you just ride anything to practice navigation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which in the beginning is fine. Uh, I, I like the, I like that he's got the lines drawn on the gas tank to tell him where he's at with gas. (laughs) It looks like he has a three gallons in there right now. Just judging by the lines, that's a that's a that's a pretty nice chariot. That would be a good uh, good bike. I I like the DDC sprock uh, sticker on the uh, toolbox. Uh, DDC has been it was the first sponsor of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. By the way, if you are looking for some really good long lasting chain rings or sprockets, as they say, uh, DDCRacing.net will uh, help you out. I run the uh, the uh, KTM's in the fifty tooth variety all the time, so there it is. Uh, why a Henson clutch cover with no internal clutch parts? Dude, it's all about the looks. Come on, but that would be one thing that you would modify in that bike. Yeah, do you do do you do clutches on yours? Yeah, Henson. You you do Henson on yours. What do you guys run it? You it, when when because uh, you run recluse and rally bike right recluse parts or what do you guys run these days? Who knows? I don't it's even a, know, dude. It's a factory bike. Comes from the factory. Yeah, I think <laughs> ready, ready, factory, ready to race. Factory clutch. Factory clutch. Uh, yeah, to make some good stuff inside of those things. I I that's that's one thing I always thought that could. Even and that's when we were riding the the new bikes, the X and the RX, the clutch. Even with the hydraulic clutch, it's just not precise. It's it's like a, in it they you can get them hot if you start abusing them and the, the feel isn't perfect. But yeah, this is a that's a really good bike. I think this thing roos. I like that he's doing Sonora Rally. That's good. I yeah. think he got second this year. Oh really? Yeah, he's in the Jackrabbits. Oh. He's got, you know, he's got the big foot pegs on it. You know, he's done some of the right, the right mods for it. So, uh, what a, what a cool bike. That's a, that's just a good, that, that's just a workhorse. That bike can, uh, run forever. Hey, guess what, Jimmy? What's that? The gen one. I know it's your favorite thing. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I remember when I was riding yours that last time we went riding and, uh, I was, I was thinking, I was like, I'm going, why does he like this so much better than the, the new one? Because back then I was sold. And now, it, it, I, what, what is it with the feel of the bike? Like, what, because it, it, like the new one feels like it, it, uh, how did we and Trevor say, talk, talked about it? We talked about it. We said the new one feels a lot lighter and not as planted. Yeah. And the, and so the, so, so the, 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 the RX, it's funny, the RX, the new RX felt lighter, but more planted than the old one. That was the problem with the old one. The old one was stiff and kind of rigid and it was light, but it never really felt planted where it feels like the new one kind of 
feels a little bit more planted. And I think the problem with the, the, the X is that it's a little bit, it's a little bit heavier now because a lot of the other bikes have gotten lighter. And so it's planted, but it also has a heavier feel where these are, these don't feel as heavy as they are in reality, but they're planted. Yeah. Yeah. And what I like about what I like about these older X models is like, I don't know. I just went, I rode my X on Saturday and I haven't rode the new one in a very long time. Uh, and just, I don't know everything about it. Like when you sit on it, it feels old. That's what I don't like about it compared to when you sit on like a newer one, it feels like more racy. Yeah. More, you're like more in competition with the newer ones, but the older one, I don't know. I feel like just the, the power to the ground is, is more controllable. Like you can, you can really get on it as hard as you want. And the bike is just grabbing traction almost the entire time where it's not spinning you out of control or it's not, you know, the wheels not spinning and like smoking your tire off. I just feel like the bike is really as a whole package is more controlled. Yeah, I, I can, I can see that. I, I don't, it's, it's like anything. It's just like these Hondas can really be set up, but anyways, what does this bike do? Rooster endo. Well, do that thing should be in front of the Husaberg for sure on the. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh wow! Some strong words. Husaberg doesn't have even a big tank or navigation like this one, dude. Husaberg uh, has a big tank, sir. It's underneath the seat. The whole subframe is a gas yeah. tank. It's it's a rally bike in disguise. My Husaberg has an air filter where your factory rally bike has, and it's faster than your factory rally bike. Of course. Oh. It's a, it's 170 cc's more of, of macho, but you know, hey, some of us need to cheat somehow or another. <laughs> it probably doesn't run right now either. I got three of them. They all run. They run great. I start them up almost every couple of days. Just go out and just stand yeah. next to three idling Husebergs and just feel the power. <laughs> but with this uh, bike, the Gen, the Gen 1 X, this is a bike that literally almost anyone, this is why it should be roostable in front of the Husaberg <laughs> because this bike, the way it sits right now with all the navigation giant tank on it, anyone can throw a leg over that bike right now and go right across the desert and feel safe and confident on it. Uh, I tend, I tend to agree. I it's it. It was one of the, probably the easiest bikes to hop on and it will uh, stock. I think I, I think they they were a little they were a little sluggish stock. The the new one actually is stock is a little bit better just out of the box. I mean it's really it's pretty well dialed in, but uh, the I think I think the old one especially when you just did a little bit of modifications on it they got good. So okay next next contestant Matt. All right so next one so that that one was a roost absolutely. Okay. Uh, so the next one I believe is going to be Savannah Lofstrom. All right. Okay. And then I'm going to get this picture sized up. All right. I'll start reading it here. 2009 KTM 105 XC. IMS large tank, race tech gold valves and springs, flywheel weight, FMF exhaust, a Cherby skid plate, Sykra handguards, bulletproof designs, threaded handguard mounts, 
Rocky Mountain ATV MC black and pink graphics, Michelin star cross tires, Galfer rotors. It's not as powerful as my motocross bike, but it's easy to ride in the woods. Undefeated in girls' hair scrambles and enduro series and lost one's race in woman. Woman's, sorry to talk about racing. My dad is making me write this. <laughs> oh, hey, okay, number one. <laughs> Good for your dad making the kid do something. That's that's uh that's some good parenting there. I like that. Uh I'm I, I wish the photo were pulled back a little bit. Uh yeah. so I could see I could kind of get a little better better look at the bike. It looks like she's kind of I'm getting this look from her right now that's going, do we have to take this stupid photo, Dad? I want to go ride. And you're yeah. gonna try to you're gonna try to put it on rooster endo, and then Jimmy's just gonna make fun of me. That's, that's, that's the vibe I'm getting out of the photo, which I don't like. I'm like, I'm like I don't want, I want, I don't really want the attitude, but I'm super stoked that you're out there kicking ass, uh, winning races. Uh, that's fun. We don't talk about the races too much, right? <laughs> but her dad made her put that. No, that's yeah. yeah. I she, actually, so her dad made her write it. I like that, but her dad made her, uh, through the, throw the resume in there. Is that, is that what's, uh, has, has her dad submitted his bike? I don't believe so. Let me you check. Don't, don't. He, I don't he believe so like, though. He looks like he's on the YZ250X. Speak of that bike. Right. So it's a two stroke family. And like, uh, it looks like, yeah, definitely a two stroke. Like, I like think dudes. looking for a sponsor, Jimmy. Looking for a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, her dad probably made her write resumes and stuff like that. ZBT sponsor dudes. A DBT, I can, I can probably come up with some stickers. We, we, <laughs> what about the Ricky Brabeck uh, race team? Oh, that's broke. <laughs> it's broke right now. <laughs> the funding all went out the window on that Caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me just give this thing. It's not as powerful as my motocross bike. But it's, it's easier to ride in the wood. dude. Yeah, like an eighty-five with big wheels, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're they're those things actually rip. They're pretty fast, actually. Andrew's kid had an eighty-five, the gas gas one. Yeah, we were yeah. ripping it around the the flat track, and that thing was it was going pretty good. It was definitely easy to get the front wheel to come up on the flat track. <laughs> Not like my other little junky bikes that we ride out there. So I'm saying roost. It roosts. Good for good for having the 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 gumption to ride in and share your bike and things. Yeah, pretty Speed, good. Speed in the chat just said Dad has not submitted his YZ yet, so I think she's actually in the chat. Okay, good. Cool. Yeah, you beat him to the punch. I think that's a now, yeah, that's a now for if, me. Okay, so if she if she's in, if she's in the chat, if she wins the hundred bucks. Uh, what, uh, what it, it, dad isn't going to steal the hundred bucks and go put it on his bike. Is he? <laughs> Cause that now I don't like that attitude. If he's going to make her write the, the, all that stuff about the bike that's true, Jim. <laughs> and that's then take, so take the money. That's, that's child labor. I mean, which I, I kind of, I'm, I'm in support of. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, uh, what's our next one? All right, so and we'll go I, with uh, Ben. I think I think it's Ben Trigger. This one didn't come with the name. Well, how did it not come with a name? It's a snow bike. He just, well, Jimmy just forwarded me this one. I, so let's see here. Oh, I didn't give you a name. 
Uh, the I, the best, my best name in the email. My best guess was the was the email name. Yeah, it's Ben Ben Trigger. Yeah, Ben Trigger. That's what I put down. It wasn't clearly anyway. 2022 CRF 450X Twisted Development Vortex San Diego Powerhouse Stage Two Cam Kit Spring Rockers Stage One Porting Milling from PDR Tuscan Guards IMS Tank Fo- IMS Tank Fox 2.0 Shocks with 80 pounds nitrogen. FMF Power Core 4 and Mega Bomb Header P3 Carbon Fiber Heat Shield. Uh, PST uh, Engine Blanket, PST Intake, 2019 Timber Sled, uh, 120 Thrill Seekers, Seat Cover, AMR. This guy has no commas. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, like punctuation was not his strong point in school. No, instead of, instead of a comma, he put a space. Uh, let's see. Thrill seeker seat cover, AMR graphics, Tusk front front axle bolt, and Tusk drive sprocket guard, Trail Tech, Tech spelled T E C, temperature guard, uh, Blaise, racing em- Blaze, racing emissions, delete that, that it for now. That uh, it for now. <laughs> and instant endo. Instant endo. I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. I, it, it's, so what's weird about this photo is it looks like it was shot in a studio. Right. It, yeah. It looks like the thing was shot in a studio or, or somehow clipped in some weird uh, like shape. In, like in Photoshop. It's oh, iPhone. Photo. There's a, there's an app for that. Heather tells me. The photos, you press on it. Oh, pulls out the photo. Okay. So it's an automatic app because he knew I was going to complain about his garage. <laughs> uh, Jerry Bernardo said he spied an, uh, an AMA sticker in one of the other photos. So he's, he's mad. The, the CRF 450X one. <laughs> hey, so when, so when that photo goes on there, it, it, that's the way it comes out. It highlights it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so around, since it's a Ricky's got, Rick, Ricky's got a, a, a timber sled track in his face. Yeah. I can put it on your face too, actually. <laughs> hey, but how fun does that look? Jimmy, you go ride a bike with snow track on it. Dude, they're fun. They're, they're really, really fun. Yeah, that's probably better over there, Matt. Just just keep it on my face. <laughs> Make that thing roost me. Uh, I I am. Um, I want to know where the front brake line reservoir line goes. So see how that thing it's coming out of the. I think that's a. Is, oh, is it going? Is it might be going to the um, to the track? Is yeah? He, is he? Oh, because he doesn't have a brake pedal either, does he? There's no brake pedal on that thing. I don't think so. No. So yeah, it, that the 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 front brake must be going to the track then. Okay, that would be really weird, wouldn't it? I guess. Now I'm confused because I was riding that KTM electric bike and I complained because it has no rear brake pedal, and then and then KTM says it's for it's for the bicycle people, and I'm like, yeah, but the brakes are on the wrong side if it's a bicycle person. No, because the on a bicycle the back brake is in the right. Yeah, the the back brake is is where it's on the left where you're, where you're, for the where front. free ride. Yeah, on the free ride, the 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 rear brake is where the clutch is. Oh, so it's opposite. So it's opposite. So it's like not for bicycle people. That was just they 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 told me I was closed minded. <laughs> <laughs> I ride a Husaberg. I can't be closed minded. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm going. I'm kind of going a little endo on the. Uh, Endo for the grammar. 
And no further grammar. Yeah. Or lack thereof. I think the bike has a lot of stuff done to it. I wonder how that thing would work with a normal, uh, he's got a lot of things done to that thing. It sounds like it could make a lot of, the graphics are pretty wild, dude. I can't see what the hell it even is, (laughs) but like, if you look above the, the head pipe, it looks like there's something like a bag or something wrapped up right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that that's that engine that's that engine cover because the biggest problem that these bikes have in the snow is they just they just don't warm up. They they the the snow kind of keeps them cold, so um cooling isn't an issue on these things. So actually kind of keeping the engine enclosed and what they'll do is they'll actually start the snow will pack on and it'll melt and then it'll start freezing, it'll turn into a big ice bomb. Oh, then it'll crack and crack. Uh, I don't know if it cracks. I just, I just know we, we packed like, like the, it it just, it, the ice just started growing on the bikes we were riding one time. And uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was something that they were working on because it was like kind of the early days of that stuff. So uh, yeah. Endo for grammar. Yep. Yeah. No. Oh, Heather's complaining. Heather, no, it's it's. This isn't the girl. Oh. We're done with her. She already roosted. Okay, good. Yeah. See, I don't have access. She doesn't know what's going on. She's on drugs. So Savannah, Heather, Heather's rooting for you there. <laughs> All right. And nice try. <laughs> okay. What's next? So last one here is going to be from Austin Coleman, nineteen ninety eight YZ two fifty. New plastic and decals, fresh top end, IMS three gallon tank, electron carb, a Cherubis X factory full wrap handguards, 13 Wait, tooth. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Austin is the guy that we were just talking to about the YZ250X versus this is the this is the bike that he was yeah. riding, and he's yeah. he's trying to so he's trying to sell it right now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can, it, roost endo or for sale. This, this is bike though. It's I like the I like the graphics. I'm liking the I American thought, flag graphics. I almost thought it was the old school Bud Light graphics. I had to zoom in and double check. Right, it kind of <laughs> looks like that. Uh, yeah, Yamaha. So, I, th- I think Yamaha Troy had a bike that looked kind of like that too at one point. But okay, if they're Bud Light graphics, I bought the bike. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for your dad? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> your dad would have tried to drink it then. <laughs> uh, so thirteen okay, tooth. Front and 52 three rear sprocket, Shinko 525 front, Shinko 546, uh, sorry, 525 rear, Shinko 546 front, fast way kickstand for the woods, uh, rides single track in northern Idaho, double track in western Washington, occasionally dunes and occasionally moto track. The bike will do anything he points it at. It's just a matter of if he's good enough to hang on. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking everything about this, Austin, except... You backed it out of the garage, leaned it up against your truck, and took a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. Presentation. Yeah. Presentation. You gotta you gotta be forward thinking a little bit. And if if Rooster Endo does anything, I want it to get you out on a good ride to take a nice picture of your motorcycle and make everybody want to go ride there, you know, with some with some halfway decent light. At least he did compose it pretty nice. So you can see the nice neighborhood he lives in, even though it's backlit, you know, the, the, the shadow wasn't too bad because he's got his truck parked in front of it. Also, is this truck dented or is that a reflection? 
on the I door think that's there. a reflection of the oh, fender. fender. Yeah. The fender. But also but, we need to see the bike out in the trail to make sure it runs so we <laughs> can buy it. Yeah, so we've had Bud Light graphics. We're going to be buying it, but we don't know. He's got it. He, he could use the two-stroke dent pipe repair service, but that dent's really not that big. It's wow. it's not even close to the size that um that George that put in George Jumunji or whatever his name was. It was uh, a hey the, it, yeah hey would you, would you George would you blow me yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is appropriate for how they fix those pipes so. Uh, uh man, I'm 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 torn. I'm liking Austin. I'm like these in the chat. I like these asking good questions. Like the bike. A little what sour on the tell? photo. Yeah. I don't really want to waffle on this, but uh that's a that's a good chariot though. That's a that's a good bike. And if you were selling it, what do you think you get for that thing right now? Thirty eight hundred bucks? Whoa, dude, easy. I was gonna give him three grand. Oh, okay. Three. Are you are you are you in the chat interacting with them right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> tell them tell them three grand and a set of Bud Light Jeremy McGrath uh, graphics, graphics <laughs> and uh, you're you're in. <laughs> uh, or the one eight hundred collect graphics. We need one of those ones. <sighs> those yeah, next time you're down at Honda, those things are around the shop someplace <laughs> for old CR two fifties. Uh, I think I, I don't think, know what bikes go for, dude. But that's a nice bike. It looks great. I, I that, I'm giving it a roost. I like yeah, it. It looks really clean. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good worker. Oh, he just said uh, definitely not for sale. <laughs> it's not for sale, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I know where there's a red KDX 200 that you could pick up right down the street from you. For me, a red KDX 200. Air-cooled KDX 200. Kawasaki. Like the old school ones. Yeah. The Air-cooled air kickstart light. Yeah. Rattles like crazy. Makes all it like you'll you'll know all the dental work you've had done when you ride it because it, it shakes everything. Perfect for Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, she's Kawasaki. And then it works out because it's Kawasaki, so she can ride it, and it's red, so she can ride with you, and it's all cool. And it's a 200, so it's good on the rocks. I'll hook it up. I'll get the I'll get the deal working. <laughs> oh, and I need a trials bike, Jimmy. My gas gas 300 is not for sale. <laughs> All right. Well, I need one for, of my own. Montessa, talk to your guys and talk to your guys in the rally team. They know how to get a hold of those things. All right. It's pretty pretty good. So, okay, now it comes to the point of the show where we have to decide who gets the hundred bucks. From tacomoto.co. So Tacomoto sponsors this segment. Is this the first time we haven't had a KTM? It might be. That's awesome. It might be. Yeah. It's been oh, quite some oh, time. Right there. The girl Savannah has a KTM. Oh, she's on a KTM. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But it's pink. So it doesn't count. She still bleeds orange. <laughs> it could be a gas gas. It could be, it could be a husky. Exactly. It's still the same. It's still the same. It's just the white or red. It doesn't matter what color it is. Uh, that right. I, I, it did. So we do have uh, a KTM. That's good. Uh, Matt, who wins? Uh, I'm going to say Austin, just because he's been in the chat. And if he buys a KTM, he's going to need to get some parts for it for Takamoto. Yeah, for sure. He's going to need parts for the KTM, dude. That's why he's probably going to buy the YZ, huh? 
probably. <laughs> but well, Austin has about, my vote. Taco Moto has has some has some stuff. Uh, I I'm gonna go. I'm going Savannah. Savannah because she listened to her dad. Mm-hmm. She wrote. She 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 needs to be rewarded for doing the right thing. She's paying attention to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. She's gonna tell all of her friends. All of her friends are gonna uh, send pictures of their bikes in. I'm going with Kevin because he needs money to go to Sonora next year. <laughs> and parts. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't like racing. We don't support the racing here. We only talk about bikes and parts. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, so it's a three-way. It's a it's a three-way tie. Right. Oh, that's not going to work just out. Throw bikes well. out. So yeah, just, we got to we got to flip a coin or something. Uh, Matt, do you have a way to to solve this? Let me just get a spinner wheel going. Uh, other than it's other than it's is that an app you have? No, I'm just googling spinner wheel really quickly. Okay. Is this going to blow up the whole show? No. We, yeah, we the hope. show's going to go crazy, dude. That that we're that we're resorting to gambling to figure this out. We're gambling on the show. <laughs> we're gambling with their so tacomoto.co. Go think, there for all I of think, your uh, needs. Uh, what do you think, Ricky? I think. I don't even know what Takamoto has, but it sounds like it's only KTM, so extra lame. But <laughs> if there's things on there that will work for other manufacturers, then it makes it a little harder. But if it's mostly KTM stuff, then no, they they have they have a little bit of everything for for everything. He has he has all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's it's largely KTM stuff. They really focus on kind of uh, modifying the the XCs and EXCs and the you know Husky and Gas Gas versions of those. Lots of ECU tuners, uh, things like this. But they have they have stuff that works for everything. He's getting a little bit more into the uh, into the uh, the Hondas. I know he was doing some stuff with the the X and the. Uh, the um uh, what the, the what's the street legal one? L L doing with the CR four fifty L. So, but if this girl Savannah is racing also, oh, with a KTM, <laughs> right? Well, she wouldn't have told us she was racing unless her dad made her do it. So her right. dad made her do it, and that's why she's going to win. But her dad made her talk about racing and. Now I have to eat my own words. Right. Well, here, I got the spinner wheel up, so it should be okay, coming hold, up for everyone. On. Might be okay. a little. Oh, hold on. Actually, it's just all messed up. <laughs> all right. I'm going to spin it right now. Okay. Here we go. Put it up for everyone, but then Don't I. Don't lie to us, Matt. Oh, so here we go. We're watching the spinner wheel. Some, I guess we're watching the spinner oh, wheel. Well, you're supposed to be. Well, oh, hold on. Did it blow up the show? No, it wasn't showing. We're, uh, yeah, I saw it for a second. It was on one of the live feeds at some point or another. I tell you what, you spin it and we'll trust you. I'll get it on here in a second. Okay. So. Is anyone else in the replying in the, in the messages right now? Like anyone who does a chat say who thinks should win? 
Uh, let's see. JMRO says, I sent my bike V email. Tell me how unnecessary the coin I spent on taco moto mods have been, uh, have driven me into debt, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, we're, I'm sure we're, uh, let's see, not true. Taco moto. Yeah. Taco moto has stepped up with the Honda Sierra 450 series. Uh, Gregory Edinger says the girl. That's that's he says that's who it. Oh, Josh says Savannah for sure. So of course that's two out of three. Uh, Mark well, Daniels the, the went with spin, Ricky. He said the rally bike is in it for my opinion. The, the spinner chose Austin, but if the, po- if the <laughs> if, <laughs> we just we we just we've just triple tied again. Except <laughs> I think Savannah does have extra votes. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Jordan says the Gen One Four Fifty X wins hand down. So, so okay. that we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep the public votes going. Yeah. Hey, the best part is all the bikes are like really old. So they all need a little bit of, <laughs> whatever they can yeah, they all need a little bit of love. Uh, okay. Rick, Rich Seymour says definitely the CRF is the best bike setup. So CRF is leading it. Let's let it go for a few more minutes here. Yeah. So yeah. if you guys want to want to help out your friends or get, you know, uh, what was your name of your buddy that, that, uh, had that CRF Ricky, Kevin, Kevin. So Kevin just texted all of his friends and he's got them all. See, CRF's just stacking. Uh, if Victor was here, he'd vote three times for the girl. <laughs> uh, and then Troy Hicks says something that's not very flattering. So we'll just leave that one off. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, uh, super glad everybody's participating in this. So Ricky, we didn't have a good, uh, there was, I didn't see any good Dakar questions float up across that thing for you. There was one really quick. Um, I don't think oh, it was no, very Dakar. Was, Instagram next week. I'm sure. Uh, and so Chris, Chris Bomel had a question for Ricky. Um, I don't think it's really rally related though. So Ricky, what is your favorite thing of the rally above your, uh, 450X? Above your loved 450X? What's a, my favorite thing about my rally bike? I think that's the question. Yeah. Compared to the 450X. Oh man. I don't know. I like both of them. That's <laughs> tough. It depends on what discipline I'm doing, but the rally bike's comfortable for going fast on like smoother stuff. And then the forward DX is just comfortable to ride almost everywhere. Motocross track, fast roads or technical stuff. So, so what is like, what is the difference for you between the, between the two bikes? So let's just say a, a normal, a regular dirt bike and a rally bike. What, what's the, the big difference besides the obvious big gas tank and navigation tower, the cockpit feeling, the the space like the the bike itself dude like when i rode my x the other day i felt so squirrely for like 20 minutes because it was so much smaller than my rally bike and i just did like 12 days of road books training you know and i was really familiar with the rally bike and then i get on the x i'm like dang man i'm like i feel like i'm nine feet tall riding this bike (laughs) and then uh i got used to it though it was good but then with the new bike, I feel like the new bike feels more small. So the, the new, the new rally bike. No, the new X. Oh, the new X. Yeah. Even, even smaller than the old one. 
yeah, I feel more like up high on it. You know, like I sit, I feel like I sit higher up and then the old X, I feel like I sit like in the, in the seat more like in the cradle. And that's, that's what you call like old style, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally yeah, like when you like old, old style to me, it's like, and cause I go back quite a bit older, but old style is like you sit and the seat is thick and you sit in the seat and it scrunches down a little bit and new bikes have like no seat and the whole top of the bike is flat. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's different, but your, um, your, your rally bike is, is wheelbase is a little bit longer than a regular, regular yeah. bike. I think it's quite a bit longer, but yeah. Yeah. It's just stability made to go fast. Uh, Mark Daniels wants to know, is Dakar using the electric road books this year? No. <laughs> yep. Uh, are there any new rule changes? Yeah. There's George two. wants to know too many to too many to go over. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, explain wow. the, ex, explain the bonus points for opening, right? <laughs> Did you get that message I sent you? Uh, the, 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 the text document. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it, but only you only get opening bonus time on certain stages. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not every day. Huh. Do they tell you before the race starts, which days it's going to be? Yeah. I think it's like, uh, I think it's only like four stages. Oh, huh. Andrew thought there was going to be a lot, a lot of time up for grabs total in that. It's only four stages or four or five stages or something like this. Yeah. So it's something they're trying to do to they've, they've done it in tour de France. Like if you, if you're first one across some of these things, you get bonus points. So I think they're trying to, they're trying to, it's, it's, I think it's a little bit made for TV, but it's also made it so that it's not such a disadvantage to open. I, but I just don't know how they're ever going to get rid of that. Um, yeah. That's going to be, that's always going to be a tough one to, uh, well, it, to, oh, and it only goes until refueling. Hey, Austin just said in the chat, Austin said, go ahead and give it to Savannah. Yeah. Took himself out of the running. What a nice guy. That is, that is uh, pretty good. But then Nader Tater said CRF. Um, let's see. I think CRF Josh, is winning the popular vote. Yeah. Josh Avery says, damn, do we need taco Mike to drop winners on everyone? Like when he was on. So this is, this is the kind of guy taco Mike was. We, we had, when he was on the show, we had a lot of really good, I think every bike roosted. They were all really nice bikes. They were all cool. And we were sitting there going, I don't, none of us knew which one to pick. And he goes, they all win. So kind of like, like where we just beat people down into a pulp and pick on everybody. Mike is the give everybody the award thing, which was, that was super nice. That was really cool. Yeah, I mean, good, on, Mike, it's Christmas, dude. Good, good sponsor of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we only, we, we only have one to give away, unfortunately. So I do like that uh, Austin says, go ahead and give it to Savannah. Uh, but I, man, I, that was my pick, but I don't want to, I don't want to like, it's my show. I can do whatever I want, I guess. <laughs> so I'd say Savannah would be my number two. So, right. Yeah. Ricky's still hard fast for the, the, the rally bike. Oh, I would say, but I like what you said, Jimmy, if, you, if, if she gets hit and then the dad spins it on his bike and then just leaves her out of it. <laughs> <and he's jacked laughs> up. 
But you know, on, on the on the flip side, she she could actually just be submitting it for herself, and her dad was helping her out, and mm-hmm. we could be robbing a child of a hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, Ricky, do you really want to be the one to rob a child of a hundred bucks? Yeah, no, Ricky. I, no. Yeah, you were gonna give it to the the race guy. She's, <laughs> also a a Sonora. She's also a racer, but yeah. I said I said she rides a KTM, so it's more beneficial because. Hey. Uh, she has KTM and he makes KTM stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. Savannah and Mark Daniels says Savannah is young and she needs an uplift in her journey. So I will concede for her. There we go. So it's, it's the, the, the pole is swinging. We, we're, we are, yeah. yeah, we're changing a child's life. Yeah. Could, could that, that hundred bucks to be maybe, let's see if she says, if she says her, her other bikes, she want maybe she wants to make her off road bike more powerful. She might get some reads for that thing. And reads wear out on those things. Uh, George says, give it to the girl. So yeah. I, I think, I think we're swinging this direction. Everybody comes around to my way of thinking after a while. It might, whatever I say may sound stupid in the beginning, but has a but, little bit of merit. And I'm only doing it so that my drugged out wife here doesn't start yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really doing it because I, Hey, you think about it. If, if, I think that out of all those people, I don't know. I, I I have a feeling that 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 Austin would get as stoked as Savannah. Like those two just seem like they would get super stoked by winning it. And and uh, but it's like I'm I'm just kind of going, God, girl, she's excited about this. She did what her dad said, and we're all we're all good. So uh, let's see, Josh Avery, Josh L. Arnie says, give it to the girl, not because she's a girl, because she rips. Okay. Yes. There we go. And Heather said yes. <laughs> so maybe, maybe she got on her feeds there and has her <laughs> friends. Uh, let's see. No, no, everyone needs a helping hand. The rally bike already has his act together. I agree with that too. Yep. <laughs> so uh let's see if any more cool cool comments come in but uh i'm i think i think savannah's like just is just gotten to the to the lead position at this point hey, that's what that's what you should do on the next season jimmy is f- f- matt can figure out like a, a poll a way to make a poll for the chat oh we could easily do that put a poll in the chat for what like obviously you guys can narrow it down to three and then and then have the chat decide on the three bikes that are going to get like the bonus or whatever. And then just watch, watch the comments come in. That, that, that's a, that's a really good idea. I changed my background to see how I'm feeling about all this right now. (laughs) That was chocolate cake, but it wasn't a very thick layer of uh, chocolate on top of the cake. So this is what we were doing before the show. Uh, Chris Vermel says uh, Savannah wins. Uh, so. <laughs> get out of the screen yeah oh wait that's a three-wheeler yeah dude that's so the one sick. is is that the guy from sonora no or vegas, this, or the, vegas torino oh that's the four-stroke one. Oh wow dude, yeah. at, at nora there was the guy raced the, the the atc 250 at nora and those guys they were awesome they were having a really good time in that thing because three-wheeling is a good feeling <laughs> so okay i'm i'm calling it savannah you win uh thanks for uh 
sending in the photo of your bike, uh, send an email to Matt at Jimmy Lewis offroad.com and he will get you all sorted out with uh, taco Mike and let us know what you do to that bike. I'm curious to see what you're going to spend that hundred bucks on. So, and I just put uh, the email in the chat. So yeah. You think since it's a girl, she's going to put new graphics on it and dress it up, make it look good. No, she's no. probably going to get stuff that's actually going to make the bike faster. Yeah. And Merry Christmas to Savannah. So awesome. Thanks for being a listener to the show. So uh, I think there was one other, um, and somebody wanted to know about the the alternate road books, the A and B tracks that, that got canned, correct? Yeah. So they didn't seem to go along with, with that whole idea. So actually yeah. I... I have a question that just popped up into, into my head. Uh, was, has there been any kind of rule change or any update to essentially try to make sure what happened last year with that one note that screwed everyone over, uh, make sure that that doesn't happen again? Well, that's hard because you can't argue the road books. So mm -hmm. it's kind of basically up to the organization to make sure it's right or not. Right. Right. Yeah. You've never, you've never been able to, to, to argue the the road book and there was no you used to be able to and people are getting away with it but they, they yeah stopped. well it was it was when there was an absolutely screwed up note like something that was really really screwed up they would they would neutralize the stage at, at that note or go back to the to the waypoint before and the problem is 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 you know you know this from training like there's ways you can figure it out there you know it may take a little bit of time but you can you can sometimes figure out there's there's stuff you can look for or just have a good idea of, of what to do and then but at that point it's yeah, if the roadbook's completely screwed up the organization would probably neutralize it you know on their own anyways if it was that bad yeah like if, have you ever been in a rally where they landed the helicopter and told everybody to stop yeah like, that yeah. happened in Dakar like 2017. Yeah. And it happened in Dakar last year. Yeah. Where was, oh, that was in the middle of a stage? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because because they because they were running out of helicopters to pick people up. Was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because people were crashing because we had to go on the same tracks as the cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, okay, we have one more question in our, uh, we have two more questions on our sheet. We're going to start wrapping this uh, show up. Okay, Matt, so. What do we what, got? What Desert Bike Range Supreme video, the M Treader 16. So with all the big board desert racers, CR500, KX500, XR650, slash others, what would be your first pick for a bike build? Cool. 50X. Gen 1450X. <laughs> it does say others, so. Uh, uh, BMW HP2. Or, or yeah. Or, you know, you know I, I would, I would really like, I, I would almost like to take my Tenere and turn it into a, a desert bike. My Tenere 700 could be, it could be a really good thing, but I, they're the, 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 the 500s, they're just, I mean, they were good when they were good, but I, I, after riding a twin cylinder rally bike, 
uh, that's what I'd want to build. If it's, if we're talking about desert bikes, there's nothing like a twin cylinder bike and something that can haul ass and go fast. And, um, so that's what I would do. Okay. And then Ricky's 450X. You get you guys riding your girls' bikes. That's the <laughs> so uh, uh Matt, what would you build? He's gonna say KX five hundred. No, no. Honestly, I'd probably just take a KTM five hundred EXC and just but I don't have the experience that you guys have. Go to go to go to Taco Moto got CO, spend a couple thousand bucks. I wasn't even thinking of Taco Moto, like just a bone yeah. stock one, just to piss off all the people who say, Oh, you can't do that bone stock or do that bone stock. Yeah. Like Yeah, you can actually, yeah. Yeah. See, I, I I would that's pretty much what I would just do. Yeah, that's a good it's a it's a really good start. So okay, next question. All right, best MX chain lube video. So this is Eric Nash. He commented o-ring chain and all he runs an o-ring chain and all he does is wipe clean with a little atf on a rag atf has detergents that break down the schmutz and remove from the chain quick dry wipe removes the excessive atf and leaves a thin film of corrosive resistance on the material it's easy and cheap works on and off-road applications using o-ring chains don't use a brush which don't use a brush which is more likely to damage o-rings and cause problems in your o-ring chain Aggressive cleaning and lubing has more potential to cause problems than solutions. That's actually a, that's a pretty valid. Most of his um, points are pretty valid. Uh, I I don't think using a brush is going to do much damage uh, to your O-ring chain. Uh aggressive cleaning and lubing has more potential to cause problems than solutions. Uh, Aggressively, yes. If you're aggressively cleaning the chain, and I, the biggest, the biggest thing I see, two things I see people do that, that are that are bad with change is putting way too much lube on the chain, and they don't just lube the chain; they lube the swing arm, uh, the wheel, <laughs> everything. And usually, yeah, yeah, and usually they do it right before they take off and go riding. So the chain lube just flies up and then they lose lube their plastic and their chain guide and all the other stuff around it. So that's probably the number one thing uh, that, that I see. And then, and then I see people, you know, putting a lot of cleaners on it and then pressure washing it, which is, you know, the cleaners can be hard on stuff and then just blasting water in there doesn't do any good either. So yeah, a little ATF could, could actually do that, but, Sounds good. I, uh, I uh, tend to agree with uh, most of that stuff. The best thing to do is lube your chain when you're done riding, when the chain's warm, like right then, just put a nice little lube in there. It'll soak in. It'll do what it's meant to do, kind of protect the chain, and uh, you should be good. And O-ring chains are essentially sealed. The lube on the outside is mostly for corrosion uh, resistance and to make it a little bit quieter. So hopefully that helps your question. Eric, thanks for uh, pointing all that stuff out. We do appreciate when readers and viewers get back to us so awesome well i am going to have a little bit of free time here to start putting out some of my videos going to do some of my updates on my tenere 700 i think uh i have a klr 650 video coming uh the honda sierra video that trevor is going to get done for us all that so uh some cool stuff coming up at dirtbiketest.com ricky thank you for joining us tonight i know it's past your bedtime yeah, and I'm riding tomorrow. Somebody's got to go riding. Yeah, <laughs> it's not use me. that track. Use that tracker. Right, yeah. dude. Yeah, use the tracker. 
have fun tomorrow. Hopefully they're really confusing road books. I would yeah, go and get lost. Uh, did I get the track log? Did I send it to you? Yeah. You sent me the track log. So we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, touch base with you on that when we get done with this. But uh, anyways, everybody, thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Tell a friend, support Dirt Bike Tests, click through the links. And of course, thanks to all of our sponsors, which are Yamaha, Taco Moto for doing the Rooster Endo segment. Good luck to Savannah with that hundred bucks. Uh, Double Take Mirrors, Bulletproof Designs. They have all the stuff for your new 23 ready to go. Seat Concepts. We are going to bring back the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline as soon as I get back in studio. Uh, Fast Company for all their stuff. A couple of my buddies uh, just ordered up bars for their mountain bikes, and I'm just waiting to hear how they rave about those things. Super awesome. Uh, Trail Tech, DDC, Climb, Scott Sports, and of course, thank you, Matt, and thank you, Ricky. With that, we will see you guys out on the trail. Cheers. See you guys. Thank you. See you guys.